Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope that you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit freechapel.org forward slash OC. Let's get our Bibles. I'm not going to preach for long, um, but I'm going to jump into something real quick. Are you enjoying what God is showing us through uh, as we look at Exodus? Um, Twelve of you, that's cool. Um, I'm so glad I put all the work into these sermons. Um, Let's go to uh, Exodus, and uh, we're going to look at a familiar story, and, um, and it's the story where uh, the Israelites walked through the Red Sea, walked through the Red Sea. If, you haven't, if you're not sort of familiar with church, or you're not a Christian, you're not a believer, and you're here this morning, um, even if you don't read the Bible or believe it, you, you most likely are familiar with this story. You know, it's been covered in different movies and things like that. And, you know, it's a very well-known Bible story. But I want to I share some things in it um, because I think there's a principle in here that's important for us to remember. Um, that sometimes God brings about uh, the breakthrough in our life um, and we can, we can learn this from scriptures, you know, where or stories within scripture where Jesus... For example, spoke to the storm, remember, and the storm calmed. Um, and that's sometimes a way in which, you know, you can take from that about speak to your storm. Um, but also another way that God um, brings about change in our situation is, is not always found in what we speak to, but sometimes it's found in what we actually walk through. And, and we don't like that as much because we don't want to go through something that sucks. We want to speak to it and we want it to change. And we prefer stories like the storm being calmed or, or, you know, Joshua, you know, praising over the walls coming down. Um, And these ones uh, like this, what we're going to read about, are more challenging, but they actually create another layer of depth to our faith because it's one thing um, to believe God for a mountain to move or a wall to come down or a storm to come. It's another thing to trust God, not not to remove the situation from you, but to walk with you while you journey through it. Um, And I've found the latter, I think, is harder to do Um, uh, because we don't want to go through stuff, do we? We want want it to all change in front of us. Um, And I want to teach... Uh, today, just a couple of thoughts that I think are going to help you. Um, and I want to talk about this story from the thought, um, the way to walk through it, the way to walk through it. Um, because it's not just going through something. It's not just the act of going through something that will grow your faith and bring victory. It's the way you go through it that will bring about the victory in your life. And, and there's plenty of people that we've perhaps seen in our life or friends we know, or maybe you're one of these where you've gone through something um, and it didn't make you, it actually broke you. Um, and so I want to equip, equip us today with some things from this story. Are you with me? I feel like you're not again, but <laughs> I've got to be honest. Um, so I don't know if that's going to change. Like, are we going to... Um, get on the same page, or am I just you? Just going to make me earn this one today? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll see how we go. I love the relationship we have. Hey, we're just very honest. Um, here we go. Exodus. Are you awake? Yes. 
That was, see, that was better. Okay. All right, it's a journey. Here we go. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And he made the sea into dry land. Say dry land. And the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground and the waters were a wall to them on the right hand and on the left hand. I want to talk about a couple of different things when it comes to the way in which we walk through it. I want to jump straight to them, but the three words that I want you to write down is I want you to write down faithful, I want you to write down careful, and I want you to write down grateful. Faithful, careful, and grateful. I gave all three of you up front in case you fall asleep, you'll still get the notes at home. Faithful, careful, and grateful. Faithful is a church term that many of us tune out because we think we know it. And it's one of those things that we know and we hear and preach, but it's harder to live in the day to day. But in order for us to walk through it, we have to know what it is to be faithful. Faithful. It doesn't mean when I say faithful, I'm not actually talking about being full of faith. Because, and the reason why I say that is because I know from my life, whenever I've done something that I know required faith, took faith, and God came through, I didn't feel faithful. More often than not, I find for me, it's probably about 80% fear, 20% faith. But it doesn't matter what you're full of, it matters what you're obedient to. And if there's no fear present, then there's no faith required. And so if I'm just gonna wait until I'm full of faith before I do something, more often than not, it's not God calling you to step out in that moment. He called you to step out in it a long time ago before you got full of faith when you were half full of fear. Because I want you to see in this story, the faith that was required, not just to step out, God said to the Israelites, I want you to go. I want you to put action to what you believe and I want you to step out. But it wasn't just the faith to step out. Living a life of faith is actually trusting wholeheartedly in the God that we serve. I'm challenged always with the simple thought, do I truly really trust God in every area of my life? When you come to God and you're praying and, and you're saying, God, you know, speak to me, show me what you want me to do. Is everything on the table when you talk to God? Is everything on the table? Is your relationships, your future, your marriage, your kids, your job, your finance, is it all on the table when it comes to God? Or are there certain things that you keep off the table, some things that you're happy for God to touch and speak to, and there's other things that you wanna just keep to yourself? Because if we wanna really walk through it and step into the fullness of what God has for us, everything's got to be on the table. And one of the most challenging things, I think, to ask ourselves is, do I really truly trust God? Because in this story, it would be difficult, I've got to be honest with you, it would be difficult to trust God according to this story because as we read it, you're going to see that this situation was one that was really testing their faith. He says at the start of the story, it actually says, then I will lead 
uh, then I will harden. I want you to listen. This is God speaking to Moses, giving him instructions on what to do. And he says that I, God speaking, I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. Hang on, what? Let me translate. God's gonna make it worse. Aren't you glad you came to church this morning? <laughs> There's no other way to translate it. It's, it's not, it doesn't say that God allowed the enemy to harden Pharaoh's heart. It says that God did it. Do you ever feel like he's not on your side sometimes? I do. Sometimes I'm like, bro, what? Whose team are you on here? Like, what are we doing? Why are you making it worse? And when these things challenge, they do challenge our thinking, don't they? And they challenge our faith. Our faith is forced to make a decision and really reassess what do I depend upon and who do I trust? Do I trust my ways? Because my ways would not make Pharaoh's heart harder. Pharaoh was a jerk to begin with. He didn't need his heart hardened anymore, God. My ways would have softened Pharaoh's heart. That would be such an easy way to do it. Soften his heart. Sometimes I'm like, God, let me help you out. Soften Pharaoh's heart. So Pharaoh lets them go. Then you don't have to part the sea. You're welcome. Why are you doing it like this? And then the keys, because the key comes in the next few words. He says, I'll soften Pharaoh's heart so that they will pursue them. Hang on, so he's gonna soften his heart. The situation's gonna go from bad to worse, right? Then he says this. So my question to God is why? Like, why? Please just do it simple. And then he answers it and he says this. So that I will gain honour over Pharaoh. See, on the natural, it looks like, God, what are you doing? Why are you doing it like this? Why are you messing it like this? And God is saying, and He shows us in Scripture that He has a bigger plan than what we realise. And what He's trying to do in this story is actually reveal to Pharaoh and the Egyptians who God really is so that when they pass through the water, the Israelites' battle against the Egyptians is gonna finish there once and for all because once the Egyptians see God do what He's about to do, they're gonna have nothing to do with the Israelites and they will not come after them anymore from this point on. In fact, He says later on, And the verse says later on, these Egyptians that you see before you will be no more. It doesn't mean that you're not still gonna have tough times because we know, and we talked about them last week, that there were still challenges and there were still battles in front of them, but none of them were gonna come from the Egyptians anymore because God was gonna let it get so bad so that He could do something so significant to show how great He really is to remind these Egyptians that they never should have picked the fight in the first place and that battle is gonna end once and for all. But in our mind, in our thinking, we would just do the easy route. But understand, this is challenging because it challenges our faith to ask ourselves the question again, do I really truly trust Him? When it looks like He's working against me, do I trust Him? I write things in my Bible. Um, 
I've got to be honest, that I'm not proud of all the time. Um, because I often will write things that I struggle when I read if I, if I don't get it or if I'm like, God, you know, I write them down. Um, and the reason why I do that is I want to put it out there and I don't want to let it stay in my heart and fest in my heart. That's why I keep my Bible closed so no one gets it. Because if you read some stuff in here, you'd probably never come back. <laughs> but I find that the best way to get an answer is to ask God a question. And so if I have doubts and unbelief in my heart pertaining to certain things that he writes in here, because I read this like it's a letter to me, so I write a letter back to him. I wrote down, do you want me to tell you what I wrote? I thought you might say that. (laughs) Don't tell anyone, all right? This is just between us. Where it says, um, and I will gain honour. So he says, I'm going to let it get bad so that I will gain honour. I wrote in here, God, this isn't about you right now. That's funny, hey? Do you ever feel like that sometimes? That's what I, I wrote it down because that's what I thought. Because I was going through something that felt like I've been praying about for years and years and years. And it just went from bad to worse. And I'm like, God, what are you doing? He shows me that. And he says, so the old gain honour. I'm like, yeah, but this is not about you right now. It's about me. But then what was powerful about actually writing it down is as I wrote it down and I read it, I realised how foolish it was. Because if I keep it in my heart, it'll fester. And I'll start to get bitter at God, thinking God's playing games and I'm missing out. But when I write it down, I look at those stupid words on the page and I think, it's not about me. And I get so self-absorbed that I start reading this book like this thing is like a Santa Claus list of things that I need to write down and tell God this is what I want and he's supposed to show up and do. But then when I read these words that I write, it exposes the foolishness of my heart and I repent again and realise that when I got saved, it was about surrendering my life to God. So it's not about me, my plans, my dreams, my desires or what I want. It's all about him building his kingdom and what he tells me to do. And that requires faith. So do I, do I trust him? Because if you want to walk through it, you've got to walk through it faithful. What does it mean practically? So what is, as we look at this word faithful, just for a couple more minutes, we'll jump to the other two quickly. How can you live more faithful this week? You want me to give you homework? <laughs> Dear God, you guys are... All right, I'll give you a couple of things to do this week that will help you. This week, I want you to do something. I want you to do one thing, one thing this week. Do one thing this week that takes faith to do it. I know it's simple, I know it's basic. One thing this week that takes faith to do it. Because the principle of Scripture is you're faithful little, you'll be faithful with much. And many of us, we want to live this, have this faith in us that's mountain-moving faith. But, but God will never position you in front of a mountain to exercise that level of faith if we don't know what it is to just do something small in our daily life that requires faith. Maybe for some of you, it's, it's giving to somebody or, or sowing or tithing on a level that requires faith. 
I'm not talking about giving to the dude on the corner that's asking for money and you give him a dollar because it just makes you feel better about yourself. That's not faith. I'm talking about doing something or giving him something that requires faith from you. Because if we want our faith to grow, it's got to be tested. So what environment can you put yourself in this week by way of your actions that would require faith? If, if you want a breakthrough, if there's a breakthrough that you need in your family and there's disunity in your family, maybe you, if you're the father of your home or you're a single mom and you're the mother of your home, you're gonna make a decision this week that we're gonna go out for dinner as a family. And we may wanna kill each other, but we're gonna go to that stinking restaurant and we're gonna sit down and all you jokers are gonna keep your mouth shut. If that's the only way we're gonna get through this dinner, but we're gonna do it because we're on believing for a breakthrough. It would take faith, wouldn't it? Some of you are like, dear Jesus, we're not doing that. I'm breaking it down, but I want you to see the practicality of it. Sometimes we over-spiritualise this thing and we wanna be like, pray and believe all that. If you can't be faithful with the little, don't ever think God's gonna put you in an opportunity to exercise and use the march. So what could you do this week that would require faith? If you need a breakthrough in your marriage, how about a date night, boys? Book a date night and don't take her to Taco Bell, bro. Put some cash behind that freaking booking. <laughs> Ladies, I'm helping you out here right now. <laughs> Put some faith. It would require faith, wouldn't it? You're like, well, what are we gonna talk about? Well, you think about it and work it out, bro. Write a script if you have to, but do something that's gonna require faith. Ladies, I thought, I honestly thought you would be so excited. Come on, how many of you are going to Nobu this week and you're going to book the most expensive stinking meal on that menu and make that joker pay for it and hate every bit of it? Would take faith, wouldn't it? Do one thing this week. And I know I'm messing with it and playing, but it's one thing that would require faith and you watch what God will do. Second thing I want you to do this week, that will help build your faith, say something out of your mouth this week that takes faith to say. It might be real simple. When you're going walking through the basement of hell itself, sometimes it takes faith to just say, God's got this. Don't think it, just say it. Declare it out of your mouth. We were talking about it last week, the power of your declaration. But find something that takes faith to say. When you're having challenges in your finances, declare it out of your mouth. Speak something over those finances. Speak something over those bills. Something that takes faith. If you're dealing with a teenager and you wanna slap them, speak something over them that takes faith. And then slap them. <laughs> when you're dealing, if you're dealing with stuff in your marriage, ladies, if you're fed up with your husband and he's a fat, lazy slob and you just cannot be done, speak faith, speak life. Say something over him that requires faith. Look at that fat, lazy slob that's doing nothing and say, you are a mighty man of God. Thank you for covering our home. In your dirty sweatpants, I praise God for you. Thank you, you big hunk of a man. I cannot, I mean, I, I stopped right there because I, I wasn't sure where it was gonna go. And sometimes, sometimes this requires a filter. 
But I'm telling you, speak something that requires faith. Ladies, guys, we're real simple, all right? Let me help you out. For the most part, our love languages are two things. Physical touch and words of affirmation. So just touch us and tell us we're good, we'll move mountains for you. You're welcome, man. Thank me later. All right, are you ready? Come back, Jesus, come back. All right, the last one I want you to write down before we move on to the next two quick points is, is I want you this week to think about one thing that's upward. Think about something that's upward, that's, that's God-centered, that, that's God-focused. Philippians 4, verse 8 to 6, he tells us that we need to meditate. Whatever's pure, whatever's praiseworthy, whatever's good, sometimes it takes faith to do that. Because faith sometimes is not just a language, faith is a focus as well. When you're going through something that doesn't feel praiseworthy and it wants to drain your faith and, and it wants to feed your doubt and unbelief, you've got to think about something that's upworthy. Think about something that's upwards. Think about something that's good. Focus your attention upon that. I know it's basic and I know it's simple, but this is God's Word. And if you choose to do it, if you sit, if you're with your spouse, you're with your family and you guys are going through it and you make a decision, say, you know what? We're, we're, yes, we're doing all of this and yes, all this stuff is happening and yes, we're up against it and yes, we're going through it. But we're gonna make a decision right now to write down every single thing that we are grateful for. Everything that's, that's, that's upward focused, that which is good, that which is praiseworthy, that which is pure, if anything, the verse says, if anything's put on the screen, if anything is praiseworthy, dwell upon or meditate upon these things. Put verse nine up. Do you have verse nine? This is a choice that we make to actually meditate. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, this do. Did you ever see Jesus getting down at the disciples? Did you ever see Jesus like complaining? And you know he had reason to. Oh, here goes Thomas again. This guy's a moron. I can't believe. What am I even bothering this? Peter, shut up. Why are you acting like this? God, I can't believe you gave me these 12 deadbeats. Am I supposed to change the world? We didn't see it. It didn't happen. He said, if you see me doing it, then do it. But I want you to focus your attention on something that's upward. It'll help to build your faith and it'll help to grow your faith. This is what living a life faithful looks like. And we have to be living like this if we're gonna get through it. Otherwise, you'll end up just staying in it. The second word that I've got you to write down as we move through real quickly is I want us to be faithful. I want us to be, if you're going through it, you've got to, You've got to walk careful. Careful is not fearful. Careful is careful. I was thinking of these Israelites as they, as they first, when that water first split, can you imagine being there and dry grounds in front of them and there's a wall of water on the left and a wall of water on the right and you're about to start walking through it. I'd get someone to go first, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'll be like, ladies first, like, <laughs> see how this thing plays out, you know, like. 
You imagine taking that first step. I know we love the verse and I love it too. I say it over my life, my kid's life every single day that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. But I've learned something to, to live ordered steps is a careful process. Because when, when God orders our steps, often He orders our steps into a place to go through a place that's not always comfortable. And you've got to walk careful and, you, and you're so mindful of every single step you take. And, and the beauty of walking careful is walking careful with the Lord keeps us close. No one's running ahead. You know what I mean? Be like, yeah, we're free. You know, like dragging their fingers across the water. Yeah. That would be funny though, hey, like <laughs> high-fiving Nemo, you know, on the way through, like, let's go. No one's doing that. Why? Because it was such a careful road that they were called to go down. And they had to take it slow with a level of reverence, knowing that every single step that they were taking wasn't easy and it wasn't, it wasn't easy to take and every single step required faith. And the faith that it took you to take that step is gonna be a different level of faith that it'll take to take the next step. And you take it carefully and you take it reverently and every single day you're waking up saying, God, help me today. God, I need your strength for today. That's why he says, don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough worry or concern for itself. And, and, it's, and it's, can you imagine that journey and that road? Yes, it's dry ground, the dry ground. It represents the miracle, but the water on either side represents the mayhem that's so close. And this is what often walking a life of faith and walking through it looks like it's not comfortable. Because at any second, at any second, everything could change. And this is what it is to live a life of faith, trusting in God and treading carefully, asking God each and every day, God, I need your peace today. I need your peace in my home. If you've gone through challenges in the marriage or challenges with your kids, you know it's a journey that literally is taken day by day, step by step, asking God for help every single moment of the day. And this is such a powerful way to live your life because it keeps us close to the source of our strength. Because I know I'm on dry ground, but I see walls either side of water. And I know that at any moment, my life is but a vapour and this thing at any moment, I am hanging on every single word. Like Jesus said in the desert, He lives, He does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. When was the last time you felt like you were living on every single word that comes from the mouth of God? When was the last? See, we don't often live like that until we're walking through it. And when we're walking through it, the problem is when we're walking through it, we live like that every day and we're praying and then we get through it and we're so quick to forget how good God was when we were in it. Because the last thing that I wanna give you to write down is it's not just living faithful, it's not just living careful, but it's living also grateful. Being grateful 
to God. That's, that's, that's where it ties in so well with living careful because when you, when you live careful, not fearful, careful, because you know that every moment, you know you're on borrowed time. You know you're stepping into something that's so beyond you. And you're this combination of like happy, scared, where it's like, oh my gosh, God, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know how I got here. I don't know, but I know we're getting through it little by little. You're careful and then it helps because it helps feed that spirit of living grateful. Because every step you take, you don't take for granted because you remember the faith it took to take it. And you're like, oh my gosh, God, God, I thank you that, God, I thank you. And you take that step and you step out and then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, God, God, you did it again. I've got another day. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for being with us in the middle of this family challenge. I thank you, God, if you've ever built a business and had to face all of the challenges. I know many business people in this room that I've talked to and you feel like it's like that every single day. God, I don't know how you did it, but somehow we've managed to make payroll and somehow we got the bills paid and you live in this place of not just being faithful and not just being careful, but also being grateful. And, and, and I think it's such a precious place for us to live in. Because when we're grateful, we are honouring every moment that He gives us and every breakthrough that we get. And if you wanna get through it and see the absolute complete victory in its fullest form, you will get there by celebrating and thanking God every single step of the way. And, and when you're going through it, Sometimes the steps, you've got to break down and you've got to think of them as like one day at a time. I've been through before where it wasn't even that. It was half a day at a time. I remember praying, saying, God, give me the strength to get to noon. And I remember I'd get to noon and I say, God, I praise you that I'm halfway through the day. And then when you give Him praise for it, you feel a greater strength come from it. Because if God got you to noon, then He can get you the rest of the day. And then if He gets me the rest of the day and He got me to noon yesterday, then guess what? You figured it out. He can get me to noon again today. And then I can get to noon again today. And you think, Ben, that's a slow way to walk. But sometimes when you're going through hell, you've got to walk slow. Because every single step requires faith and you're growing as you walk and you're growing as you step. And then what will happen as you give and God praise every step of the way, you'll get to that point that's such a powerful point to be where you're past the point of halfway. And why is it so powerful? And you see how strategic and intentional God's plan was in causing the Egyptians to come out after them. And we, we joked about it at the start and talked about how it feels like God is working against us sometimes. But you see in the story how what God was actually doing that looked like He was working against them was really working for them in a different way. Because the fact that the Egyptians were now coming after them, it eliminated the option of them turning back. 
And the very thing that, that feels like at times is working against us, if we will keep focused on what God's calling us to and practise what it is to live faithful and to be careful and to be grateful, the thing that you thought that God was using to work against you will be the very thing that pushes you forward. Because you get to the point where you pass halfway. And that's powerful because when you pass halfway and you look back, not only do you see, well, Egypt's back there anyway, and these jokers are coming after us, but also it would be more work for me to go back than it would to just keep going forward. And it's been tough and it hasn't been easy but I'm just gonna keep doing what God's telling me to do. Line upon line, precept upon precept. I'm just gonna keep being faithful and I'm just gonna keep being being careful and I'm just gonna keep being grateful. This is, listen, this is how you get through it. And it's not, I know there could be a different sermon that I could preach that would get you shouting and excited and we could talk about the suddenlies of God, how God will do it in a second. And if you believe, He'll flip the script and I believe all of that. But more often than not, I've found to be real honest and if you're believing for a suddenly, I'll believe with you. But more often than not, I've found that the way we get through the biggest battles in our life are not often things we speak to, but it's things we walk through. Because what God has for you on the other side, this was a definitive moment in the life of the Israelites. Because God said to them, these Egyptians that you see before you, you will see no more. And for some of you, there's a battle that you have been fighting for too long because you've been trying to speak to it. And God's saying, this bad boy's not gonna go until you start to walk through it. And you're gonna have to hit this thing head on and it's gonna kill every bit of flesh in you that you have. And I'm gonna squeeze and drain every last inch of you. And I know it sucks and I know it hurts, but this is how we grow. And He's gonna squeeze out every bit of pride, every bit of selfish ambition, every bit of flesh in us, but it's only gonna happen when we make a decision to say, God, I'm gonna walk this thing out. And you will come through at the other side And life is not gonna be perfect from there on out because it wasn't for the Israelites. But that particular battle of the Egyptians, they never heard from those jokers again. And then when they came through the other side, you know what they did first? They started to give God praise and started to give God worship. Because there's a certain type of worship that comes on the other side of walking through something. There's a type of worship that'll start to come out of you where you don't need a band. There's this type of worship where even when you know you can't sing to save your life and you couldn't carry a note in a bucket, but you don't care. There's a type of worship that'll come where you don't care what the lights are like. You don't care if the person around you is gonna sing it or not because you learnt something when you were walking through the water and you learnt it firsthand and no one can take it from you and no one can drown your praise and no one can drown your worship. 
because God's been too good to you. And He's ordered your steps every single step of the way. And this morning, I wonder if there's some people that are going through it. I wonder if there's some people in this room that are making a decision, you know what, I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna turn back, but I'm gonna stay steady. I'm gonna stay faithful. I'm gonna walk careful. And by God, I'm gonna be grateful for every single moment my God has given me because God has been too good to me thus far for me to give up on Him. And even though sometimes I feel like it, my God never gives up on me. And He has been faithful with me this far and He's gonna be faithful with me to the end. Do you believe that? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. To watch our latest message, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Free Chapel OC.